Hi everyone, before we get into this week's episodes, I just wanted to introduce our sponsor for this particular episode. I'm going to hand you over to Gotya, who is a brand new postal service, and they have a message for you listeners. G'day, we're Gotya, a brand new postal service looking for your custom. We pride ourselves on sending anything you want to send to anywhere you want to send it in the world in record time. A bag of crickets for your Sheila, we got you. A bag of glitter for your shitter, we got you. A bag of Fosters for your best mate Bruce, ah, get them down the piss of your drongo. How about a bag of Vipers for that sneaky ex that cheated on you, sold your car, stole your favourite didgeridoo, and then shoved it up the new boyfriend's arse, oh, we got you. Honestly, mates, nothing is refused. Don't forget, we got you. Disclaimer, if the authorities seize, remove, or destroy any parcels from the network, gotcha are not responsible for sending your dangerous items, you vengeful little buggers. Right, um, thanks again to our sponsor, I suppose, but I'm not sure we can quite condone all of what they do, though. So I'm just writing something down here. Um, okay, cool. Pit Vipers. That could come in handy. Uh, sorry, Ed, what was that? Sorry? Um, I was just telling our listeners that we can't condone some of what our sponsors do or say. Oh, that, absolutely, yeah. Some of that sounded really dodgy. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely not. Definitely not. But, you know, I mean... Hell, they're going to give us some dollar. I can uh, let it slide on this occasion. Yeah, a few dollars from them would be bonza. Proper bonza, man. And anyone who disagrees is a dag. <laughs> they can wreck off. Wreck off. Right, well, we're in episode four of series two, Culture Chunk Podcast. Again, any feedback you can send us to podcast at culturetrumpet.com. We will actually listen and read your emails. Definitely. Definitely one of one of those options. If, yeah. if we if we get any, um, only if they're good. You know, obviously, any any that look boring, I'll just delete straight away. <laughs> or send to me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but how how's your week been? It's not been too bad. Um, couple of things I thought I would just mention. Um, gutted that Mission Impossible Seven and Eight have been delayed again. Mission Impossible Seven is the one that should have been out last year, right? That's right. It was moved, I think, to this summer, with Mission Impossible 8 to follow next summer. So is it a case of it's just not done? Or do you think they are trying to hope hope that COVID's going to f- be done soon? I, I think it's it's maybe a combination of things. One, I, I think they're still filming, because they're meant to be filming 7 and 8 back to back. So it's possible they haven't finished 7 yet. I think the other issue is this now kind of backlog of screen uh, films and vying for screen space. Mm. Obviously Spider-Man has kind of taken all the money. Uh, Morbius was put back a, a couple of months. Uh, there's, you know, Top Gun, as you said, the Top Gun sequel. That's still scheduled to come out this summer. So I think there's, there's a bit of a thing where there's this backlog of films and, and perhaps they just wanted to make sure they had a bit more of a, a, a clear run without as many movies in there for competition. I mean, I hate to, to sort of slag it off a bit, but I do think mm. there's a bit of an over... I mean, Tom, it's Tom Cruise. Of course, there's an overinflated ego, but mm-hmm. I do think they're bigging it up a bit too much. I mean, I didn't think the last ones were the blockbuster hits that they're trying to make out almost. If that's their 
if that's their motive. Possibly, possibly. But I think ultimately making two films back to back is a huge investment. And they've, as, as a business, I guess they've got to give the film the best chance they can to make the money back. Uh, I'd agree. Profit. I'd agree. But yeah, I just just thought I'd throw that in there. Is uh, no, no, I think yeah, it's, I think it's fair. Not... They've they've never they've been, I guess, solid performers. Right. None of them have been like a billion dollar box office smash. No. What they have been is good quality, fun action thrillers that can be relied upon to to make a decent profit. I mean, I'm only watching them now to see what the hell he does next. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. watching it for the plot anymore. No, um, no. I didn't enjoy... I mean, I, everybody's seen the first three, and I can't really remember them anymore, but the modern ones, you know, when Simon Pegg become more of a staple, yeah, yeah. those ones are excellent. I still like watching mm. them. Mm. I think they're great. I think the first one's good, a little bit slow, perhaps. The second one, the John Woo one, is very much a product of its time. That one's aged a lot. I, I like the third one. The third one was when Bad Robot took over as the production company and J.J. Abrams directed it. That was the one that kind of was almost like a reset of, yeah. of the series and the kind of dynamics of the, the team and, and that kind of thing. And since then, they've, they've just been getting better and better. Yeah, um, we'll wait and see. Hopefully it'll come will. out eventually. We will. Um, I've been watching Ozark on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Uh, Jason Bateman's show, I know that. That's the one. But I've not had the the push to watch it. Uh, I know of it. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. I mean, it's been compared to Breaking Bad. It, it, it's a guy basically ends up um, laundering money for Mexican drug cartels. I thought it was um, sci-fi, so that's changed my oh, opinion right, okay. of it already. Okay. It, it's, there is humour in it, but it's a lot darker than Breaking Bad. Breaking, oh, that's like, sold it to me then. You know, there's, there's not Breaking Bad. There's like funny bits in it, right? Whereas this, there isn't. But it's just really good. It, it's okay. like it is. It's a thriller. It's not action packed. It's quite slow burn, and it's the first half of the final season has just dropped. And I'm I'm guessing the second half will come later in the year. Interesting. Okay, I like Jason Bateman, and I yeah. don't really remember seeing him anything in too straight. He's always been quite comic, so. Yeah, no, he has. He has. This is really good in this. He's very okay. good in this. Um, Texas Chainsaw, the new oh, sequel, uh, again coming to Netflix which, in in a couple of weeks. Which sequel? To which version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? This is a direct sequel to the original. Oh, I tell you what, this reminds me of Mark. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the rage, everybody. It is, and I I don't have a problem with that, you know. I, after, well, after seeing the trailer to it, yeah, I'm mm, okay with it. Um, mm, it looks gnarly, mm, to be quite it does. frank. It does. It's got the kind of... In, in terms of its tone and its, like you say, gnarliness, I'm getting the 2003 remake vibes from it. A great film. A superb. I prefer it to the original. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it looks good. And, and you're right in the Halloween thing. I think there's a few films where they've done that, and that works quite well. Um, if you look at say, the first Rocky film and then Rocky Balboa, which is the sixth one, right? Where you kind of almost don't need to see all the ones in between. I like that sometimes, though. Yeah, because you've got the the original, the origins of the character as he's making his big break, and then you've got him 20, 30 years later, you know, when he's close to retirement. Doing his thing, yeah. Stallone did it again with, with First Blood, and then he made Rambo, not 
not the one that's just come out, the last blood, but he did one about ten years ago. Yeah, I remember. Which was like set in like Indonesia, was it Thailand or Indonesia, somewhere like that? Which again was that here's the first film, and here he is now, thirty years later, kind of yeah. thing. So I can't. And, and Halloween, as we've seen, did the same thing very successfully. You know, just jumping straight from the first film to the latest one, and you don't need to see everything in between. No. Um, so, talking of Halloween, Halloween Ends has started filming. It has. It has. It's going to be good. A, a publicity still wasn't there. Just some of the cast. Yep. Um, ha- Evil may die that night. I can't wait. Can't oh, wait God. for that one. I still haven't watched my uh, the 4K release. I just can't bring myself to sit through it again at the moment. No, I think what I'm I've I've got it. It's on the shelf. Um, yeah. And I think what I'm going to do is when when ends comes out, have a nice little triple bill. I've, I've yeah, a, I have yeah. a feeling that it will work better with the end game a, in sight as a middle chapter mm. in a th- as in a one big marathon, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the way it ended, I I quite liked the way it ended, but I think the way it ended is not quite a satisfying ending that it should have had. So I no, think no. having it, watching that, and then being able to watch ends straight away afterwards. I think maybe your, your craving for the satisfaction will be met probably. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Before we um, move on, to, before we move yeah, on to cool. the other bits in the notes that I can see, yeah. um, <laughs> when this goes out, Jackass Forever will be out. And as somebody who grew up watching uh, people you don't know make fools of themselves and hurt themselves mm-hmm. quite badly, and then maybe once or twice try to recreate stupid things and hurt themselves, uh, I'm quite excited as an adult to be able to see it. <laughs> and I've been watching a few of the press videos that have been released, and it's mostly I've seen uh, Wee Man, Pontius, and Stevo doing them. Okay. And they've and Wee Man said this one hurt the most. And I thought I took that in two ways: of one, emotionally, because it's the mm. first one without Ryan Dunn, who died mm-hmm. um, 10, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. And maybe yeah, physically it hurt the most. Just because not not because they're doing things that are harder, just because they're older. They're, they're, they're like f- late forties, early fifties. Yeah. yeah. You know, reading some of the press again, um, Knoxville gave himself a brain bleed. Oh, Jesus. Um, and I'm sadistic. I want to see these people hurt themselves. I I do. You know. I am a sucker for like slapstick. Oh, it's People just, just the simplest form of comedy. It is. People just falling down or getting hit. In the back of the head with a the, plank. There's the big one, wasn't there, where they had a thing where they had a, a giant hand, spring loaded hand. Yeah, in Jackass 3D. And, and they just like let it go when someone was walking past. <laughs> Carrying it's like, soup. Yeah, it's just so it's, dumb. It's the simplest form of comedy. It's that. Slipping on a banana peel. Well, Knoxville has always said that yeah. one of his biggest uh, inspirations is Buster Keaton. And you can tell. You and, can you, tell. you know, you, he's he's quite open about that mm. kind of, again, physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping to be disgusted, cringed, and just <laughs> laugh for an hour and a half. And inevitably, inevitably, they'll film too much and we'll get a uh, 4.5 in... I think he's already said that, actually. Oh, really? I'm okay. sure he's, he's confirmed that there will be a 4.5. I mean, you get two films of release with Jackass, really, and yeah. they're done. I'm convinced they're done. Um, mm. But yeah. do, do you remember, just on a tangent, when it was big on TV, I don't think... I can't remember if they'd done the films or not, but when it was big on TV, <clears throat> there was like... M- I think it was MTV in the it UK. It was MTV, like, yeah. Was it, they tried to do like a UK 
Well, was it Dirty Sanchez? Ah, oh, uh, Dirty Sanchez were a bunch of Welsh lads. That's right. But were they, they was had, that them doing similar things? Well, it was, but they had absolutely no connection to the jackass guys in oh, terms yeah. of Jeff Trump because they hated each other. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. Oh, I, yes. I, I just saw it as like a UK rip-off. No, no, I didn't, no, no, no. I no, didn't no. think it was any kind of official connection. No, Sanchez were four lads that just did stupid stuff. Yeah. But theirs was more extreme. Like... It's full mm. frontal nudity and jackass, but not to the extent of Sanchez. Yeah. You know, running through paintballing forests butt naked. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. The the Sanchez stuff, I think, shocked more than was funny. I th- The feeling I always got when I watched it, and I didn't watch many of them because I didn't like it particularly, but they were, it's like they saw what jackass did and thought, oh, we can do that. But they didn't have the kind of there was something there's something with Jackass and I think whether it's the friendships between them whether it's just the kind of childishness that they've got but the, there's like this the, there's a tone to Jackass as as painful as it gets it never feels like it's nasty okay I, I like I like that take and you're right because the Pritchard versus I mean? Dainton stuff and, and as much as yeah. they might be slapping each other and firing each other out of cannons or <laughs> or, or or electrocuting each other. It's done with love. <laughs> it's, there's, there's, it's never meant in a nasty way. They're having so much fun. And, okay. and as, as much as they're sat on the floor twitching with electrodes hanging off and they're laughing at the same time. Because <laughs> I, I, I still... Oh, I haven't watched Sanchez for years. Mm. But I would quite happily sit through it again and see some of it. But some of it is, is genuinely hilarious. Yeah. But to then, me, the, I, I just always got the the thing that they were just like trying too hard. Uh, like they, it felt like they didn't get what it was about Jackass that made it Jackass, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Anyway, um, I'm looking forward oh, to seeing yeah, it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, gonna try and, I, I, I'm gonna try and see it this weekend. Yeah, no, I'd forgotten that was coming out. I don't know if I'll get to see it in the cinema, but it's it's definitely one I'm gonna catch up with. I've got the others and, and I'd, I'd it, it'll be interesting to see them after so many years away. Yeah, definitely. Are, are they quite as brave as they used to be? I think the, most of them have said that their favourite one to do was Jackass Two, and oh, okay. that that is a very good, you know, good one. Yeah. And Wee Man said we've blown Jackass 3D out of the water. Now that mm. one I thought was excellent. Mm. And he said we're on par with two. And he said we're not necessarily oh, as good as the first, but he said we we couldn't do many reaction gags because of COVID. That's so, true. Yeah. So I think there's a lot yeah. more dumbass stunts with each other, which I'm oh, really okay. looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's that slapstick stuff, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I picked up a book uh, this week. Bloody hell! You learned to read. Congratulations! I did. I did all the big words as well. I am. Is <laughs> it, it got pictures in it? It's got a few pictures, which helps. <laughs> um, so I've picked up a book called Screams for a New Millennium. Um, and it's by a guy called Adrian Rowe, who is a horror fanatic. And he's basically written a series, it's the latest in a series of books he's written about horror movies, right? Each book kind of covered a different decade. So he's done the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Now he's on to the 2000s. Hopefully he'll carry on and do the 2010s. Uh, he's also written a book called Bled Dry, which is about just about the history of vampire films um and it's just a great book as as all the other ones have been 
Um, it kind of covers the horror films from each year of that decade. He's got interviews in there with the directors and writers and and so on. Um, it's just a really, if you want a kind of deep dive crash course in, in the top horror movies of each of the last few decades, do yourself a favor and pick those books up because they, okay. they really are superb. And you, you can tell they're not kind of written, and this isn't an insult, this is meant as a compliment, they're not written in a scholarly way you know that you can tell out what a fan he is um and you that really comes across they're not dry they're not kind of po-faced they're just him writing about stuff that he loves and and the, some of the interviews he's, he's got you know some big name directors that he's got over the years well worth picking up if you're a fan of horror movies cool that was it i will have yeah. to teach myself to read then <laughs> so there's something else big coming this week, isn't there? I mean, that sounds like an incredible pun to the person we're about to introduce. Um, so Disney Plus, or is it Star? I don't know anymore. Are releasing the, the Big D? The, <laughs> are releasing Pam and Tommy, which mm. will follow um, the infamous video that Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee released. Oh no, they mm-hmm. didn't release it. Maybe that's a spoiler. Um, Someone did. Yes, but um, I'm sure many, many listeners would have already thought they've seen the story by watching said video, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's all smut, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll am i watch it because I think it's going to be interesting to see how... I mean, it's Lily James and bloody Sebastian Stan. Yeah. When it's I, when just going to be bonkers. It is. When I heard about the cast, I was like, oh, Okay, not the first people I would think of. But have you but seen the photos? I have. They look incredible. It's the spit of... It is. It's, well, I don't know when it came out. 90s? I don't know. That sounds about right. Yeah, 90s, yeah. It's on VHS. It's probably about the 90s. I don't know. You're literally Googling Pamela Anderson porn tape now, aren't you? No. <laughs> I don't sure. need to. I've, I've already got it here saved. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the bookshelf next to Halloween. Um, but yeah... In character, they look incredible. Yeah, they really do. It's, it's quite impressive. So, is the show? Is it? It can't be just about the tape, though, right? There's, there's, it's there's, it's got to be, be than... following their. I sp- I would say it's following their. Rela- I, mean, I actually haven't watched the trailer, um, but I I think it's follow their relationship up to the point of the tape gets stolen and leaked, and then the aftermath. I think. And what comes next? Oi oi. Um, Unintended pun, I think, but I was—I'll give you credit for that. Because <laughs> I think Sebastian Stan looks good as Tommy Lee, mm. but I still stand that Machine Gun Kelly, love him or loathe him, mm. I thought looked great in The Dirt by Motley Crue that was on Netflix two years ago. And was he playing Tommy Lee? In that? He played Tommy Lee then, and I thought, oh, okay. bloody hell, even that was good. Oh, okay. But okay. I still—I think Stan might actually have the upper hand on this one. One, because he's actually a bloody actor. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Eh. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll I'll see. give it a no. go and see what it's yeah, like, yeah. but I, I'm not expecting much. No, no. Um, so I think this week we're going to skip over the quiz. We'll give that a little rest. Yay! Because um, I don't know about you, but it's a bugger coming up with new questions every week. Well, it's, there's that, and also you can't have too much of a good thing. Well, that's true. We, we want to treat them mean, keep them keen, right? <laughs> um, but Amazingly, we have had some more listener emails. Oh yes. So, so 
as we've said get in touch podcast at culturetrumpet.com send us your hard-hitting questions we will cover the topics that other podcasts dare not go near so go on then uh this is from trevor nevertheless and he says hi guys I listened with interest to the email on your last show from Barry Spanner regarding the lack of trumpet discussion on your show. Personally, I'm glad. I fucking hate trumpets. And Barry Spanner can shove his up his ass sideways. Great show, guys. Keep it up. All the best. Trevor, nevertheless, former first chair trumpet Sussex <sighs> Symphony Orchestra. You're kidding. Uh, perhaps some, maybe a little bit of a personal agenda. Um, on that one, between uh, Trevor and, and Barry. Well, the problem is we've sort of opened up a forum for these two people to get in touch now, and I, I uh, we can't change we can't change any of the contact information. Like we're we're established now. Well, yeah, well, let, um, let's hope um, they they kind of keep that offline in future. Yeah, because I I don't want us to be a kind of conduit for, you know, personal it's like issues. Dad arguing, isn't it? You know what I mean? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, whatever happened sounds. Like it's still fresh, maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we we don't want to get involved with the Sussex no. Symphony Massive. No, no. Well, that's it for listener emails. I think nobody else has actually been in touch, so we'll yeah. we'll we'll keep an eye on the inbox and. Yeah. So so if Barry and Trevor can kind of keep this to themselves, then I mean um, they they're clearly established musicians, you know, and I assume pay tax, so adults. Yeah. Um, yeah. Squabbling we, on a podcast. We don't want to get tracked into this. It just seems a bit. Petty. It unseemly. Unseemly. Then you play the trumpet. Anyway, moving on. So, um, this week, then, for our topic of the week, cue jingle. It's time for topic or topics of the week. <laughs> we, we are talking about video game movies. So, I think this one's been on our list of things to maybe chat about for a while. Um... Obviously, Uncharted is uh, imminently releasing. Yes, um, another press, Tom Holland film. Another Tom Holland film. Bloody Tom Holland. Um, Being delayed, I think, for maybe a year. Or, uh, I have no idea. But but here it is anyway. It's a film that's been in development for quite some time, over the years. Um, various directors, actors and so on attached at various points. Uh, but it's finally with us. Haven't seen it. Don't know if it's any good. But I think the thrust of this section would be that, based on past experience of uh, video game movies, it probably won't be that good. Because I think it's fair to say... There's been the more bad record, ones than good ones. There's a lot more bad ones than good ones. Well, maybe I think it'd be a good idea to give some context of our mm. our um, qualifications in gaming. Maybe you know we're obviously, right. we're obviously movie fans. Yes. And I yeah maybe it's a good idea to maybe explore why we think we're good enough to talk about games and films. I don't know because because I have a microphone. I'm qualified. <laughs> I have opinions. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. Playing video games was a big part of my life growing up. Still is, really. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to admit it. I mm-hmm. I don't play games as much as I used to. Uh, one, because life gets in the way. And, you know, two, I can't be bothered, to be fair. Um, I don't enjoy first-person shooters like I used to because now it's all Battle Royale and... Ah, just give mm. me strength. Mm. But, you know, go back 
you know, the GTA franchise, the Red Dead franchise, the early CODs, um, Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. I like, I like, I, I was just going to say, I like a good story game, but I do. I don't like something that's particularly repetitive, but also not overly challenging because games are meant to be a relaxing thing in my eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. And if it's hard for hard's sake, it's just point like Dark Souls. No, thank you. But yeah, played various games, various styles, various consoles, and mm-hmm. yeah, I like film. Yeah. Same here, really. In terms of video games, used to be a PC gamer, mainly first-person shooters. So, obviously, the Quake series, Unreal, Half-Life, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, Don't play first-person shooters so much anymore. I'm more into racing games. Obviously, we've discussed in the past Forza, um, Dirt Rally, things like that, you know. Um, Yeah, yeah. That, that's more my bag now. Again, I'm just into it for pick up, play for half an hour to chill out, turn it off again kind of thing. Um, I think, yeah, I think f- what qualifies us, we, we do like movies and whatever the source material is, whether it's comic book or a toy or, or a novel or a video game, we know what makes a good movie. And yeah, agreed. I think that's, I, fa- that's that's probably nail on the head. To be fair, and that's ultimately it. And and I think part of the issue with a lot of games is a, a lot of films are made of games that don't particularly have a story. Right? Mortal Kombat. It's just a fighting <laughs> oh, game. Oh my god! Yeah, it's 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 an you know, arcade platform. Just, yeah. So yeah. when it comes to making a film, all right, there might be. The game developers may have like a quote-unquote Bible that has a a background that they themselves know to kind of who these different characters are, but there's no story in the game itself, right? So when they come well, to make arguably f- in some, in some yes, indeed, in some there are, but generally, you know, there was a film a few years ago of Need for Speed. Well, what's the oh, story? Yeah. It's was a that race... with uh, Aaron Paul? That's right. So I like remember. They're taking a, a a game which is just driving cars fast, right? And apart from the name, I don't think there was anything from the actual game because what is, what is there? What is there? There's the cars and that's it. <laughs> and I, I remember think, that coming out. Yeah, and, and I think obviously you get some, obviously like your Tomb Raiders and Uncharted in this case there are storylines so at least they've got something to hang a film story off of okay then well let's start with films that we we enjoyed maybe that were based on video games so mm-hmm. you said it then the first tomb raider film lara croft tomb raider with angelina jolie i thought was pretty good mm. it, it had the elements of the game in yep. terms of archaeological discoveries and a bit of um uh, supernatural elements, and of course, it had her signature two gun thing, yeah. right? And the Tomb Raider games, I'm a fan. However, Cradle of Life, the second one, I thought was garbage. I've never seen that one. Okay, but, but have sure. you seen the most recent one they did? No. Now that no. one I thought was incredibly true to the fil- uh, to the most recent games, anyway. I I do understand it was based on specific games. Yeah. Uh huh. I, I quite liked it. Okay, okay. Um, so I'd argue that the first Tomb Raider was decent. The mm. most recent remake was also very, very good. A bit more, you know, the CG wasn't as... Um, you know, there was more elements in there were a bit more, uh, a human body can't do that. Mm. But it looked like the game, so I think that sold it. Okay. 
I thought it was good. That, yeah, no, you know, that's fine. It's my opinion. That's um, fair. What else was good then? Yeah, you know, there's, there's been lots. They have. They've, at the time, I thought the original Mortal Kombat was very good. So that's the 95? Something like that. 95, I think you're right. And that was Paul W.S. Anderson, wasn't that's it? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So I think okay. that was his first American film. I think he's actually he'd only done one British film, Shopping, I think. That was it. And I thought at the time it was good. It had some good effects. It had some good kind of martial arts. I think they were trying to bring in a bit of that kind of Hong Kong action style to it. Um, a kind of a very, very 90s techno soundtrack. I mean, that was, the, that was good about That was what Mortal Kombat was, you know, that brought to the table as the game as well was the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that worked well. I mean, having watched it again recently, not so much, but it's still got its charms, let's say. So that's been recently remade, or mm-hmm. rebooted maybe, let's put it that way. Yeah. Have you seen the new Mortal Kombat? Um, not all of it. Okay. I've started to watch it, got a bit bored, to be honest. Ah, okay. Um, but I I will go back and, and watch it, watch the rest of it. I hadn't seen the original, but I enjoyed the new one. Okay. Um, okay. Again, it, it's a it's a movie you can sort of stick on and not pay any attention. Yeah. It's yeah. got some comedic parts, but the only reason I'm watching it, let's face it, is for the gore, the fatalities. Yeah. yeah. That's the reason I'm watching it. Yeah. I think, I, I guess there's a couple of ways they can go, right? They, they can either try and do one that is as faithful as possible in whatever way they can to to the source material. Or do one that just kind of like takes the concept, I guess, and then just goes off and doesn't worry too much about the actual yeah. game. And and neither are a guaranteed way of making it work, right? Sure. Because if you look at, so I think, Super Mario Brothers from the early 90s, I think, was, if not the first video game adaptation, one of them. And it was an absolute disaster. I was going to say, isn't it still like famed as one of the worst films ever made? Yeah, yeah. It's not a good film. Uh, and they they did try to do something with a very limited kind of concept, right? And it just didn't work. I think one of the better ones recently is, is Sonic. Now... I would agree. However, that was fraught with its own issues in the sense of when the trailer came out, mm. there was uproar with the, with the design of Sonic. The design, yeah. And, you know, you think about your only, I say your only CG character, the, the named character on the front of the poster, which has to be computer generated, needs to look... Like the character in the Saucer Serial. It, it does, it does. And it was like this photorealistic rat-hedgehog hybrid. Oh, yeah, and yeah. It, it looked shite. But you know, to be fair, they listened to the feedback. Yeah. And they fixed it. And it was a good film. And it was a surprisingly good film. So Jim Carrey was Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, most things he's in are going to be all right. You know, you're going to have a giggle. yeah. But did I read correctly that the company behind Sonic's redo have since gone bust? Have they? I'm I'm convinced I read that. Okay. 
I'm not sure that's that's news to me. The minute right, look, right. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look. Stand by for a fact check. Fact check incoming. So yeah, so after a quick fact check, because we only give you the right facts here on the Culture Trumpet podcast. Yeah. Um the company that was behind the redesign is closing. Okay. So it was a visual effects company called Moving Picture Company or MPC. Um, shut down in Vancouver. And yeah, I mean, that's sad. Purely that- because they saved the sh- they saved the film as far as I'm concerned. Now, M- MPC, I'm sure they're a UK company. So is it just the Vancouver office that are closing? Quite possibly. I mean, it could be the Vancouver office were the ones responsible for the redesign, maybe. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. So, so like, yeah, that particular branch did that, but the UK branch might be on other projects, I guess. I don't yeah, know. they're still going as a company because they're they are they're a British company, but they are huge now. They've they've, they've worked on some massive films. Cool. Um, okay, but okay. I think I think that film worked well because obviously there's nothing in the Sonic games to turn into a film. Well, not that I, I'm not aware of a story there either. No. But I think what how they then did it, I was not expecting it to be any good at all. Um, and it was actually great fun. And this, um, I'm looking forward to the sequel as well. Yeah, me too. The other one, um, Detective Pikachu as well, that came out around a similar time, or maybe slightly before. I See, I struggle with that one. Mm. I'm not a big Pokemon fan. No. But no. it did very well and it did. it did. It was quite cool seeing how Pokemon would exist in our our universe or yeah. our world or whatever, you know, photorealistic Pokemon, I guess. Yeah. Again, um, it, it, it was at good. least it at least tried to do something a bit different, I guess. Yeah, because we've always had animated Pokemon, obviously there's animated Pokemon TV show and they did some feature films off the back of that. Mm. But yeah, nothing live action. And again, no. I think it worked. Um, there was a good story as to why Pikachu could talk. Yeah, I, eh, I struggle. I, th- I was, I thought it was a bit slow. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right actually. So, obviously, they're the kind of more kiddie friendly ones, right? The, the Sonic and Pokemon and, and and so on. I think where they do maybe work a little bit more, or the potential to work a little bit more, is is like the the horror games. Because obviously we've had the Resident Evil series. Oh, oh, don't. Which has which has been going on. There were what was it, six or seven original films. There's recently been the reboot. Welcome to Raccoon City. That, Apparently that bombed. It did. It did. But that actually followed the game more than yeah. the Mila Jokovic ones. Yeah. Which I I've th- seen a few of and they were just dire. I've, I saw the first, I've only seen the first one of those, to be fair. And I thought for what it was, it was fine. No, I beg your pardon, I've oh. seen the first two. I thought the first one was fine for what it was. The second one was terrible beyond belief. Mate, get to three, four and five, my friend. No, you're all right. I, and I've never seen any of the others. And I wonder if the new one failed because of the reputation of the others. In Possibly. Because the, the reviews I read of it, it didn't get what you'd call glowing reviews, but most of them agreed it was better than the films that had come before, right? 
but I think if you were there, look without that knowledge that it's a reboot and like starting fresh, and you just think, oh fucking, not another one, <laughs> and you wouldn't bother, right? I I actually felt that with the originals, yeah. Mm, yeah. I tell you a franchise which, um, again, a horror franchise has just come to me. Uh, Silent Hill. That was on my list of oh. ones to mention. I think the first Silent Hill is very good. I've never played the game, so I don't know how it compares to the game. But I, I thought, mean, I know the characters of the game. And yeah. You mean, well, you just want Pyramid Head to go mental, don't you, really? But I, th- I thought in terms of the tone of the film, the design, I don't know, it looked incredible. I think okay. it got the production design I just thought was great. The photography was great. I, I did like that one. Trying to think of other any other horror games that I know have been made into films. I know they're doing a Five Nights at Freddy's potentially. Okay. Um, they did. They did Doom. Would you count Doom as a horror one? I mean, it's aliany things, isn't it? Mm, is that the it one is. with the rock? It is the one with the rock, and it has. I, I know there's that one segment which is first person. Apparently, yep. it's nauseating. <laughs> but it's like, it's the one bit where you go. It just goes like it's playing along like this sci-fi alien action thing, and it's the Rock and Carl Urban and all that. It's like, yeah, fair enough, call it Doom, whatever, right? Doesn't doesn't really matter. But then for this like two or three minute segment, it just goes batshit, and you're like, now, fair enough, that was all right. But yeah, yeah, it it wasn't. Great, but it, it was at least it kind of had a bit of fun. Didn't take itself too seriously. Right. No, I'm not going to put that on my list. Doom. I'm just not. It's got, the Rock is in too much these days. <laughs> well, that was one of his first films, though. Don't forget, we'd not we'd not had saturation by that. So that this point. is when he was still the Rock and not Dwayne Johnson. That's right. Yeah. Or yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Now he's dropped or, the Rock. Or Dwayne the John Roxon. Oh yeah, yeah. That's your favourite. That's your yeah. favourite. <laughs> I think you know um, a couple of the the better ones are ones that, the, the couple oh, of the better. So, right before you go into that, can I just because again it's on the list of notes that we have, and I yeah, just want to bring out and say no. how shit it looks. Pixels, an Adam Sandler monstrosity, from what I understand. Yeah, and it's I've based. Never, I've never seen it. It's not, I, is it based on a game? It's it's. I don't think it is, but it takes elements from from other games, some right. of the classics. So you got Pac-Man Space Invaders, Pac Man, oh, yeah, Galaga, yeah. and all that jazz. Yeah. But it just looks cack. Mm. But you then go into you, you take that same basic thing, and you have a film like Free Guy. What a perfect segu. Which is brilliant, right? I enjoyed this. I thought it was great. Whereas this thing of like it's not based on a particular game, but it's it uses I don't know if it I don't know if it uses any actual licensed video game characters in it, but it, it has those. It's got the tropes, isn't it? The tropes, right? So it's and, got like the Fortnite and the racing. And uh, the and it's it's got the um, looting element in games it. where you, you know, yeah. build up to get further in the game but yeah. I tell you where I think it comes into its own and it it surprised me was the level of IP that they drop in at certain points to almost make you go oh my god they've put this in there mm. like okay spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it you've obviously seen it Mark I was on about mm. to spoil it for you um, one it's done by Disney and they drop in 
Star Wars and Marvel. It's like mm. the two of the biggest IPs in the world. They're just like, yeah, he's got a lightsaber now to beat. Um, mm. Oh, what do they call him? The dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's funny. There's a yeah. massively off the off the cuff and I thought really inappropriate F-bomb which just stuck out like a sore thumb <laughs> and other than that it's a really good it, you know it's a, it's a film I would let kids watch oh, yeah, um, yeah. but that bit I went no <laughs> that's ruined it I, I think it works really well and it's like it plays with as you say the tropes of video games right as, yeah. as a gamer you got to recognise that I get that yeah. reference I know what that is but it's not tying itself down to having to adapt a game yeah um and i think in a similar way although it's based on a book is is ready player one what a great great film yeah however i have again i've not read the book but from what i remember hearing at the time when the film came out was due to licensing they changed some of the big IPs that are in it. I think that's right. Yeah, I and think you're right. That rings a bell. the book was loved. Mm. Film came out and Spielberg did a fantastic job. Mm. And then Ready Player Two came out, the sequel book, mm. which apparently didn't do as good and is now probably put in Ready Player Two, the film, at jeopardy. Yeah, which, which I don't mind, right? By all accounts of what I've read in terms of reviews and so on, the second book is a bit of a stinker. Okay. If there is no sequel film, that's fine by me. Unless, I'd agree, I'd agree. You know, if they can work it and go and take the the bits of the book and, and work a film out of it, that's fine, but I'd be quite happy without a sequel. Um, I'd rather one good film than a good one and a shit sequel. In, in this case, I didn't I mean? think the first film needed a sequel. Well, I, no, that's that's. I think that's half the problem, right? Because the the book, by all accounts, is just a retread of the first one, basically. Yeah. Okay. So right. It, it's the it's a story that's complete from beginning to end, and and there you go. But again, I think what it did really well is it uses that the, those video game tropes again of like you know Easter eggs and hunting for the hidden prizes and all that kind of thing and uses obviously that the the stuff in free guy generally isn't from known ips in terms of the games and things but obviously ready player one is full of them sure because um, it's spielberg right if, if he wants something in this film he, gets... he took a lot from universal didn't he and just went, i'm using this guys cheers yeah yeah well um, i know that's not how it works but that's how it felt <laughs> yeah um but I think again that worked really well in terms of um, it's, a, it's about video games rather than a video game adaptation. Yeah, and it it works like Free Guy does by referencing the tropes that people are familiar with. They'll they'll get the references. They understand. But there's no there's no like you say there's no source material to compare it to. And if no, and if we know anything about the fandom of video games is that some people are hardcore 
And if yeah, yeah. even if a sequel doesn't stay true to one of the original games, that that's a that's a bomb straight away. It's yeah. not going to do well. That's right. You know, some of the lore that have been built in these games over years and years and years or decades is obviously super strong. Now, mm. um, I think they're already a game. I don't necessarily think they should be made into a into a film or a TV mm-hmm. show because I tell you mm. one that is doing amazingly well is The Witcher. Mm. Mm-hmm. We did. We said films. Let's talk about. Well, I say let's talk about TV shows. The one that I can think of. Well, it, it was was Witcher a game first or a book? It was a book. So that's gone book to game to TV show. TV, right? Okay. And it's now had two seasons on Netflix. There's a mm. spin-off coming to Netflix. That's right. Um, and having never played the game, but I've seen the play game be played by um, my wife and. It looked really clunky. Right. Didn't have much intuition. Um, she loves the books, um, so she prefers the books. But then she's watching the series and going, but this hasn't happened in the book this way. So again, it's the same sort of thing. If you've got source material to compare it to and your media, let's say, isn't taking it verbatim, yeah. I think you're going to come up against issues. Like you know, I wouldn't call her a hardcore fan of The Witcher, but she knows enough. Exactly, um, and I won't pretend to read. You know, get involved with the reading. I like the TV show. I like Henry Cavill. I think he's a very good Geralt. Okay. Um, from from what I've seen of the game, and I think fans have liked his portrayal of Geralt because I doubt the hardcore video game players of The Witcher know it's a book. You're probably right. I also think Henry Cavill is a massive fucking geek, isn't he? Oh, he's... He's oh, a huge gamer. So I, I'm glad you brought that up, because during lockdown, most of us were building computers. I was. So was Mr. Did. Cavill. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he was on um, Graham Norton, I think it was around Christmas, so mm-hmm. just before The Witcher Series 2 came out. Yeah. And he was correcting people on set with uh, the way the character would move in the game or the book, because mm-hmm. he knew this stuff. Yeah. And I think that's good because I think if you are going to... Do it justice? Do it justice, yeah. And especially when it's maybe a game that isn't as well known. Everyone knows Sonic. Everyone knows Resident Evil, right? All that kind of thing. Witcher is maybe... Obviously, it's popular. It has its fans. But it's maybe not one that you would first think of. No, no, no. When you talk about video games. So if you're going to do it justice and you're going to... It helps that one of the driving forces behind it, your main actor knows the knows source it, material knows it and loves yeah, it yeah. And, and is passionate about it and um, he is excellent, I, I will never forgive Graham Norton for taking the piss out of his hobby of uh, Warhammer but, how dare he but he handled it really well right He did. and I like the fact he's not embarrassed about it He's freaking like, Superman. He ain't embarrassed yeah. about nothing. So you got the fucking. He doesn't give a shit what Graham Norton thinks. <laughs> like think, a lot of us. Yeah. Now, I was going to actually mention a couple of others there. Then, when 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 you started talking about TV, because which has been around for two or three years now, as you say, there's been a couple of seasons that there's a, a spin-off and so on. Currently in production is The Last of Us. 
Oh, I'm glad you brought this up. And dropping HBO. soon is Halo. Oh, and Halo is coming very soon. Is it March or April, I think? It, I saw, I've seen that the first stills have come out. Mm. And I have to say, if that ain't true to the Halo series, it ain't going to go very far. No. I mean, it looks visually from the trailers, it looks like they've got it right. Okay. Um, but we'll see. We'll I know see. the voice of Cortana in the games, I think, is portraying Cortana in the series, so we should be okay there. Yep, yep. But yep. Th- thanks for bringing up Last of Us. Uh, f- one, forgot it existed, but I've played the first one, really mm. enjoyed it, a very good story. Mm. Um, I haven't finished number two yet because I'm incredibly slow at playing games, mm-hmm. but that, I think, has the potential to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I've never played the game, right? Cause it's, oh. PlayStation, it's PlayStation, isn't it? It is. And I'm Xbox, so... It's go. it's decent. It's got a really good story. Yeah. I mean, it's still the same sort of, you know, zombies and there's a virus and... Okay. But okay. there's this one continuing relationship, let's say. Um, and again, isn't Pedro Pascal playing Joel? I believe so, yeah. See, when it first... You know, the it raised its head of we're putting it into a TV show. I think people cast Hugh Jackman and uh, Elliot Page. That's right, because wasn't he the character, the basis of the character in the game? I, I believe so. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Wasn't it Willem Dafoe was the, was the adult character in it? Oh, I can't remember. Wasn't it? I, anyway, sorry. What, in the game? Yeah. Oh, I'll Google it. I don't think so. This is the fact-checking elf. Please stand by for a fact-check. Fact-check incoming. No, I think he's in a different game. Yeah, maybe it's a different game, yeah, okay. But yeah, I, yeah, fine. But yes, yeah, sorry, yes, yeah, so... Um, oh, is that, here's don't tell an article. Me, don't tell me that's a spoiler to The Last of Us 2, please. No, it's not, it's not. This is just on, on a tangent here. But this is an old article from 2013. Ellen Page accuses... She was in. She was in a different game, called Beyond Two Souls. Oh, okay. With Willem Dafoe. Right. Okay. But she's accused the Last of Us creators of using her likeness without permission. Um, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So Pedro Pascal's in it, uh, which is interesting. Hopefully without a helmet on all the way through. Well, if you've watched the new Boba Fett. Spoiling. Have you seen it? Yeah. He's not allowed his helmet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, Last of Us. I'm, yeah, I'm not familiar with the game. I'm not familiar with the story. Um, but it looks... It's, it's HBO, HBO Max. So uh, it's, whatever it's clearly it is. got a lot of money behind it, which is obviously a good thing. Um, I'll give it a watch because, you know, why not? Why not? Well, yeah. I mean, it's telly, isn't it? We like telly. Indeed, indeed. And the other one is... Oh, Halo, sorry. Okay, we've done that one, Mark. Yeah, we've done Halo. Have you taken your tablets? I think I, I, think I need to. Let's go lie down. Um, that's it? I think that's it. Yeah. That's it. So, despite, I think, let's say, mixed results and mixed financial success, companies keep on adapting video games, right? Whether it's for film or TV. Yeah. So there's there's something there. Obviously, they must make money, right? Clearly, they make a profit. 
and as as we said at the start, in, uh, Uncharted is out imminently, and it, it looks like they've spent a, f- a fair amount of money on that and big stars and all that kind of thing. And the video game industry is huge. I think it, it's bigger than Hollywood, right, in terms of the money it makes. Well, let's just take... Um, again, I'm going to get the figure out while I can. Okay, so you say it's bigger than Hollywood. Let's just take this article that broke uh, a day ago, a couple couple of days ago, maybe a week by the time this goes out. Mm. Sony is buying Bungie Mm. for 3.6 billion. Mm. Right? Mm. Right? Mm. Now let's look at the other company, obviously, you know, the console wars, Microsoft, buying up everything they bloody well can. Uh They have put a deal in for Activision, so... Mm -hmm. Um, and Blizzard that's apparently coming with it so that's World of Warcraft which is not a film we're going to talk about but apparently that was crap as well um, it was okay uh-huh. so it was okay. think about what Activision includes that's Call of Duty that's the Guitar Hero franchise which apparently Phil Spencer head of Xbox went oh yeah we could uh, we could bring that back anyway mm-hmm. 68.7 billion dollars mm-hmm. but the um, the FTC I'm not going to pretend to know what that is but I assume it's some sort of it's the Federal Trade Commission it's thank like thank you very much the intelligent the Ameri- one will, t- will, will tell us what this is <laughs> it, they, they cover it's like in the UK I think we've got the Merge, Monopolies and Mergers Commission oh okay so it's like the, the part of government that looks at company buyouts and things so like that basically they're going to review this deal I mean mm. 68.7 billion mm-hmm. that is disgusting Mm, mm. But now it we're getting is. we're getting to the point now where the two big hitters own all of the franchises underneath it. But uh, yeah, again, that's that's not really the point. But yes, well, it's the point of the sense of the money that's involved in video games is obscene. Oh yeah, and as I say, as I say, there's clearly the the video game industry as yeah, exactly. Point proven. It's worth an absolute fortune. But obviously the films, even the bad ones, they wouldn't have carried on making Resident Evil films if they weren't making a profit, as crap as they were. And they're still No, you're quite right, yeah. yeah. They're still making them, you know. Because they're cheap, right? They, They go, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them go by name recognition. And it's like, okay... The fifth Resident Evil film. We know what it is. It's action and it's zombies. Mm. We can get away with spending twenty million dollars or thirty million dollars, and we know it'll make worldwide eighty or ninety, maybe a hundred if we're lucky. Worldwide, that's enough. We'll carry on churning them out. Obviously, every now and then you get the bigger ones where there's a bit more care and attention and, and time is taken. Um, do they do any better at the box office? The recent Tomb Raider film. Is probably one of the better examples of video game adaptations, but was it any more financially successful than Resident Evil? It wasn't a huge hit, was it? Mm, no, you're right, you're right. You can throw whatever money you want at it, and regardless of the quality of the film, whether it makes the money or not, I don't know. Stand by for the seamless last-minute insertion. Now, you may have noticed that we've not covered the oeuvre of filmmaker Uwe Boll who was responsible for game adaptations such as House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain, Postal, and many, many, many more. The main reason for that is that they're all absolute garbage. Uh, I'm not sure if you've got any thoughts on that one, Dan. You're all right, mate. They're all shite. Great. Well, uh, hopefully that's cleared that one up. Tidy!
that's the end of the seamless last minute insertion. Eh. Eh. I think the the main the main thing to take away from this, I think, is that the the, the best video game movies that we've had have been two films not based on a video game. <laughs> You're quite right. And, and that's Free Guy and Ready Player One. But also relying on existing IPs to sell it. Relying on existing IPs, relying on the, the conventions, being aware of the conventions of gaming. But not a specific game. Because then they're not tying themselves into having to make Clever. a story out of a game that doesn't have a story. Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. Do you know what I, I mean? Like, I, that's a good take, that's a good take. So Thank you. There you go, you see. That's fucking good take, King me. <laughs> <laughs> What are we going to talk about next time? Next time? Oh, I ain't got a clue. No, what's, I don't what's, happening? what's happening? I don't know. Shall we, shall we just make this the last one? Oh, fuck it. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? Just what, what's the, I, I've been asking myself that a lot recently. What's the point of any... Full stop. What's the point uh, full stop? Maybe we need to change this to be some kind of like Agony Uncle podcast. Oh, no, we're definitely going to get Barry and Trevor writing in then. <laughs> That's asking you for stupid trouble. stupid man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a few, as I say, there's a few films coming out. There's a few TV shows to um, maybe take a look at. But yeah. I think I think it's a bit quiet at the moment on the release schedules. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think things are quieting down a little bit. I think maybe we'll we'll have a think if there's any more episodes we can do that kind of go proper in spoilers, like we did, you know, uh, with with Eternals and. Um, I vote when it's out for viewing again no a no way home an hour of just no way home talk i'll go for that because probably nobody else has done it obviously oh, no. we're, but we're, we're cutting edge pioneers let's let's try that maybe yeah yeah we'll geek out for an hour with all definitely. our friends on the internet definitely and if uh, if anyone has any suggestions on what they'd like to hear let's know let us know okay let us know thank you yep. that was smooth wasn't it yeah yep. Yep. yeah 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 <laughs> podcast at culturetrumpet.com or any of the social medias that you can stalk us on that's it indeed and um, we'll see you next time yeah wash your hands wait no that was two years ago you can wash your hands (laughs) I'll tell you what you could do um, is um, write to your MP and maybe tell them to pull their fucking finger out I don't know I'm making shit up now oh let's not get political (laughs) We should we wait had, for the, the inquiry. We had the license fee last week. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much this will stay in. Should we do, should wait we do a Brexit for special? The inquiry. Well, that would be cut. That would be fucking cutting edge, wouldn't it? <laughs> Talking of Brexit specials, mind. Go on. I'm in. I have to import my very first thing from Europe, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, Bastards! Uh, and UPS can't tell me how much it's going to cost me in brokerage. They oh, literally. God. They literally make it up, fuckers. (laughs) So tune in next time to see if I get my speaker. Breaking news. Breaking news. Paramount Plus have just released the first artwork for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Do you know what's really funny? Go on. It won't be breaking news when this goes out. Well, breaking news right now. <laughs> when? I was going to say With, when's now, but it doesn't matter. It breaks the right illusion. Now. It doesn't matter when. Just right. <laughs> we'll work it out. Someone listening to this will go, I remember where I was when Paramount released that first So, Sorry, do you think people actually listen to this? And it's like, where were you when JFK... They'll remember. 
You don't remember when, remember when JFK got shot. It's not the point. They'll remember. <laughs> They'll remember. Oh, let's call it a day. Bye. <laughs>